What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. CBS Sports is daily and sometimes more than daily NFL podcast. I am Will Brinson. I am your host. This is what we call an emergency pod, and we are doing an emergency podcast on Friday. It is Friday, July 19th. Shocking news in the NFL. Tyreek Hill, Chiefs wide receiver, not suspended. Joining me now to break it down in a short pod, and you could also check out... Um, uh, yes, the other podcast that was today with Pete Prisco breaking down the Broncos, bunch of good stuff on there. But joining me now, Ryan Wilson. Ryan, on a scale of one to ten, how surprised were you that the NFL announced today? Now it's not surprising that's a Friday news dump, but how how surprised were you that the NFL announced today before training camp with a fairly short investigation that Tyreek Hill would not be suspended? Uh both a ten and a one. <laughs> that's a good answer. Yeah, because, I mean, you could go back. Roger Goodell, I think, became the commissioner in 2006. Mm-hmm. And when that took, when, when that happened, he was also in charge of uh, overseeing all the sort of uh, punishments for, for everything that, that comes down. Players, coaches, owners. And I think anyone with, with uh, any reasonable person would, would agree that players have been punished much more harshly than coaches and, and, and owners. Yeah. That said, the punishments have seemed to be pretty random. And they have a list of things that you get punished for based on uh, the number of times you you commit these offenses either on the field or off the field. But that doesn't seem to follow every single case. Um, you were on HQ, CBS Sports HQ earlier on Friday talking about Tariq Hill, and, and you pointed out that if nothing else, you think the NFL would want to send a message. Right. Now, look. And by the way, CBS Sports HQ, our 24-7 streaming sports network it's on all the time. Great sports content. Uh, when breaking news drops, we are on there. You should check it out at cbssports.com slash live. Uh, Pete Prisco will be doing training camp tours. I'm required by my job contract to promote it anytime you mention it. No, that's right. I was going to give you the, the sign, but I was, I was going to get fired up here. So we've seen players get suspended for things on the field that didn't make a whole bunch of sense. And we've seen uh, players get suspended for things off the field. That didn't make a whole bunch of sense. Ray Rice was initially suspended two games until video came out. Um, I'm look, I went actually Googled the player suspension since 2000 and Wikipedia, not surprisingly, has the extensive <laughs> list. Um, so in 2017, right before the season started, Zeke Elliott was suspended six games. Um, tell me if this sounds familiar. The suspension comes as a result of an investigation that started more than a year ago after uh, Zeke's ex-girlfriend accused him of domestic violence. The Columbus City Attorney's Office announced in September that it would not pursue charges because of, quote, conflicting and inconsistent information. But the NFL can penalize a player even without legal charges. Mm-hmm. So that sounds familiar. Zeke gets six games for some reason, perhaps less evidence, and that's sort of what the NFL hinted at it in their statement. Tyreek Hill gets away um, with nothing. It's important to point out that the district attorney's office dropped the charges or the prosecutor's office dropped the charges against Tariq Hill. And I think it's also important to point out that people are innocent until proven guilty. That said, and having were, said that, <laughs> yeah, having said that, and and you hinted at this on CBS Sports HQ, the NFL has a history of sending a message to to set a tone, to make an example of people, and um, it's a fine line you're walking. But I think you want to err on the side of being overly harsh in the punishment and, and doing the right thing, even if it means that someone who's innocent sits out for four or six games or whatever. There are indications there, and I think that the, the, the DA's office, the prosecutor's office, was convinced that Tyreek Hill had done something illegal that they couldn't prove it. And that's why they dropped the charges. Or you can do nothing 
wait for more information to come in, which it sounds like the NFL may try to do. Uh, by the way, it's the 100-year anniversary of the NFL. They're trying to promote all that stuff on the all-field good things and all the players that they, they want to, to make into role models. This is going to loom over this season, mm-hmm. whether Goodell wants it to or not, and, and that's the concern. Uh, clearly, the Chiefs were so concerned that they drafted Miko Harmon in the second round. So I think this is a big surprise to virtually everyone, including Tariq Hill. Yeah, uh, worth pointing out. You mentioned the 100-year anniversary. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, on the press release for NFL statement on Tyreek Hill, up in the top left is the logo, the 100-year logo, a football flying through 100 years. Um, here's the statement, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it in full. It's four paragraphs. But over the past four months, we have conducted a comprehensive investigation of allegations regarding Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Throughout the, this investigation, the NFL's primary concern has been the well-being of the child. Our understanding is that the child is safe and that the child's ongoing care is being directed and monitored by the Johnson County District Court and the Johnson County Department for Children and Families. In conducting our investigation, we have taken great care to ensure that we do not interfere with the county's proceeding or compromise the privacy or welfare of the child in any way. The information developed in the court proceeding is confidential and has not been shared with us, and the court has sealed all law enforcement records. Local law enforcement authorities have publicly advised that the available evidence does not permit them to determine who caused the child's injuries. Similarly, based on the pre- evidence presently available, the NFL cannot conclude that Mr. Hill violated the personal conduct policy. Accordingly, he may akin- attend training camp, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he, uh, if further information becomes available through law enforcement, the pending court proceeding, or other sources, we will promptly consider it and take all appropriate steps at that time. And so that's the full statement with uh, yada yada a little bit about, you know, being coming back to, coming back to training camp. Um, I don't know, Ryan, that this jives necessarily with what the district court said. You referenced that. Here is the statement that uh, Johnson County District Attorney Steve Howell, or this is, this is his quote from um, back when uh, the, the Tyreek Hill case was dropped. This office has reviewed all evidence, has declined to file charges against Tyreek Hill and Crystal Espinal. We are deeply troubled by the situation. We believe a crime has occurred. However, the evidence in this case doesn't establish who committed a crime. Ryan, there's only two people who could have committed the crime. Tyreek and Crystal. And I'm not saying that that one of them did, but the the district attorney seems to imply that there was a case. And my belief in this case, Ryan, and I'm not sure what you think, is that the NFL should have done what it always does and go way beyond the bounds of what is acceptable based on the rule book and actually punish Tyreek Hill, whether it was he who did something or whether it was his fiance, Crystal Espinosa, who did something because a child was harmed or potentially harmed or a crime was committed. And if that's the case, someone needs to answer for it. The NFL, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Media, did not interview Tyreek Hill's fiance. They they did the exact same thing that they did with Ray Rice. They just tried to wrap up an investigation to get it done as fast as possible. And I think they believe that by getting it done before training camp, it will blow over by the time the 100th year anniversary starts up. But you're right. This is going to loom. And this is, this is, it's not identical to the Ray Rice situation, like in terms of what happened in the case, but it feels identical with the way the NFL is handling it. Yeah, no, the NFL has brought this on itself in terms of how it handles punishments because of the inconsistencies. I'm actually looking up Jimmy Smith. I've forgotten about this. He was suspended four games, um, 2018. God, that was last year. I don't even remember that. But here's, here's how this reads. Smith's uh, discipline stems from a petition filed by the mother of his first child. He accused him of domestic violence. The NFL found evidence of threatening and emotionally abusive behavior by Smith towards his former girlfriend. 
Now, the NFL in the statement you just read found no such uh, link between uh, the domestic abuse of the, of the young child and, and um, Tyreek Hill, but there's an audio tape where you hear Hill say to Crystal Espinal, his fiance, quote, you need to be terrified of me too, comma, B. Um, and he didn't say B. Uh, so that to me sounds similar to, to what the, why the NFL suspended Jimmy Smith last, last August. So I'm just confused uh, about, again, with the inconsistency. And that's why I said initially uh, on a scale of one to 10, I'll put the 10 and a one because you just don't know what you're going to get. It, it really is a roulette wheel you're spinning to figure out the, the, the level of the punishment that, that you, you should expect. So here we are. And it, it's nuts. I like, I, like, I mean, I don't, I don't want, like, I'm not out here demanding justice for, you know, that, that Roger Goodell be the judge. Or that anyone innocent be, be punished. It's right. just the lack of consistency that gets you to the situation you're in right now. I, I just also feel like the NFL, and I don't care about the NFL's public relations. I mean, like, some of them are nice, they're nice people, the, the PR people, but I don't care about Roger Goodell's PR here. Like, but at the same time, how big an idiot do you have to be? to think that this is not going to blow up in your face at some point. Like, do you really feel like there's no chance anything else emerges involving Tyreek Hill and his child and his fiance? And, and from a, like, from a moral standpoint, if you're Roger Goodell and the NFL and the investigators who, who took this on, do you really feel comfortable just saying, you know what? Nothing we can do and move along. I, I, I get, they're not, the moral arbiters of, of, of everything in life involving the football players. But I feel like in any other job, you would have an employer stepping in and saying, hold on a minute. Something ain't right here. We are going to take, look, sorry, Tyreek, you can fight this if you want, but we're suspending you four games because something in the, in the words of, you know, Tone Logue from Ace Ventura ain't stirring the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, if, if you should be afraid of anyone or anything right now, if you're the NFL at NFL HQ in Manhattan, it should be TMZ. Because if they find yep. a tape, they found audio, uh, or someone found audio, clearly that wasn't enough. You need moving pictures to convince the uh, NFL. It was, to, it was leaked to a, um, a, a news station. Okay, so uh, TMZ is the the guys who find the video audio can be leaked to other news outlets. But that's something you have to be really concerned with. So maybe this is the, their security folks have gone over this to the fine tooth comb. Um, I don't know if Tariq Hill is guilty. I can't prove that. And neither could the prosecutor's office. That's why they dropped the case. Sure. But I did hear the audio and that would give me cause for concern. And I would imagine that people have been suspended for less. In fact, I know they have for saying less than what we heard on, on that audio. Well, well so, I, I don't get why, again, like, if the DA believes a crime is committed and the NFL believes a crime is committed, but they just can't figure out which parent committed the crime, I mean, I'm not saying that you punish both parents, but, geez, Louise, I mean, like, wh at what point do you say, okay, somebody is, like, we have a recording of you two talking about punish, disciplining a child in a very aggressive and inappropriate manner. Unfortunately, um, both of you are in trouble now. Like how, like how does that not work that way? As a parent, I am disturbed by that. Yeah, hey, I don't have any answers. And that's typically the response that players have when they're suspended. And it's not clear why. I'm going through some more of these suspensions. Josh Brown, was he arrested for, her, um, I don't know the exact and, charge. And look, again, Tyreek Hill not arrested. That's um, right. Not, not charged with anything. So I understand the NFL's stance there. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that is. I I I think that is probably the biggest frustration though is that Zeke Elliott got six games because the NFL sort of had an idea of what might have happened. Um, Tom Brady, Tom Brady got four games. Tom Brady got four games for deflating footballs. Like that's like that's what you're, you're more worried about the integrity. Like I don't I don't see how the NFL doesn't understand that the integrity of the game is compromised more by allowing very talented football players with off-field problems to continue to get off the hook than it is by Tom Brady increasing the the PSI of a of a leather of a of a dead pig by you know like point let me, one. Let me run this by a couple things that were coming to mind right after the Ray Rice thing or shortly thereafter. The NFL um, HQ they hired several women to sort of spearhead this domestic violence. Um, I don't know if it's a group or coalition or what, but to sort of be have a better finger on the pulse of uh, of domestic violence as as it's an issue in the NFL. I would be interested to hear what these women think about this. And also, I'd point out, I've forgotten about this. April 2010, Cadell suspended Roethlisberger for six games, handed down the punishment a week after prosecutors decided not to charge Roethlisberger in a case involving a 20 year old college student who accused him of sexually assaulting her in a Georgia nightclub in, in March. I mean, I remember that quite well because Charlie Batch started and and um. He did fine, but the point is, he was suspended. He was suspended six games. wasn't charged. wasn't arrested. It was reduced to four games, and no one had an issue with that. Everyone who sort of followed that case had a sense that something probably happened that shouldn't have happened, and that certainly more could have happened to Roethlisberger had he just been some random guy at a bar uh, doing things that perhaps he should not have been doing. But yeah. again, no one made any noise about the six-game suspension. I think Roethlisberger. Didn't appeal it. It was reduced to four games, and, and then we went on with our lives. I don't. I mean, at the end of the day, did that have an effect on Roethlisberger? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But it sent a message, and I think that's sort of where we're going with this uh, with Tyree Kill because we, we, like I said, we've heard the audio. That's certainly troubling. Even if the uh, authorities, legal authorities, aren't pressing charges, the NFL historically has made it their mission to to make examples out of players to make sure they're doing the right thing more so more so than not. Um. And by the way, uh, they're from 2014. Um, Hill denied that he said that, by the way, the B comment. But um, from 2014, this is the Stillwater Police Department arrest report. Um, his girlfriend at the time, Crystal, Crystal Espinal, showed up in the emergency room with cuts and bruises on her face and neck. The officer who filed the report noted that her lip was busted, that she was wincing with pain, and that the mark under her eye was turning purple as she spoke. Espinal, who was eight weeks pregnant at the time, said Hill had grabbed her neck with his hands. It's, it's all very concerning stuff. Um, the unfortunate reality, Ryan, is that there are uh, aspects of, of this situation that, that involve football. And after we take a very quick break, we will come back and talk about this. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. All right, so Tyreek Hill, no suspension handed down by the NFL. The league announced on Friday a classic Friday news dump from the from the NFL. They love uh, they love sending out news on Friday. And while the primary focus of this story should be and always should be the safety of of the child involved here, um, 
there are football aspects, Ryan. And first and foremost is for the Chiefs. This is a massive win from, for them, for, for the on-field, for on-field purposes of playing football. This is huge. Tyreek Hill was one of the best receivers in football last year at over 1,400 total yards. He is impossible to defend because of his speed, uh, his ability to, um, line up in multiple positions. He take carries out of the backfield and catch short passes and take them a long way and he can take the top off of a defense. If they don't have him, they're starting Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman, and Demarcus Robinson. That's a big, big win for them. Huge win. And like I said uh, earlier, they clearly were concerned about uh, Tyreek Hill's availability in 2019 because they drafted Miko Hardman, who's a similar type player, in the second round. But now they have Tyreek Hill. They have Sammy Watkins, who everyone but you believe is going to have a huge year. Uh, Miko, Miko Hardman can be eased into this role. He doesn't have to immediately step up and be Tyreek Hill, which is basically setting him up to fail. And, oh, by the way, they have uh, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think this team is, is the favorite in the division. Not in the division, obviously the division in the conference, uh, even ahead of the Patriots. And the question becomes is how's the defense going to be? Uh, we know they added, they traded for Frank Clark. They got rid of D Ford. They, they cut Justin Houston. But um, they drafted Juan Thornhill, who I think is a really good uh, safety at uh, UVA. Yep. And there's a lot of reasons for optimism. It starts with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, but right after that is Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um, look, Travis Kelsey's there. The difference in having Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and Miko Hardman is substantial as opposed to just Sammy Watkins as your number one. Now, um, if, uh, if for some reason Sammy Watkins can't stay healthy, which has been a thing, um, they won't, like, you know, if Sammy Watkins got hurt in training camp and Tyreek Hill was suspended six games, we'd have major questions about this. Now I think you can pretty safely say that Patrick Mahomes should be the favorite to win MVP, um, that he's got a decent shot at repeating 50 touchdowns and 5,000 passing yards. I don't think it's going to happen personally. I think they'll regress a little bit. I'm still going to pick the Chargers to win the division, but, um, cause you know, that's me. That's my brand. That's what I do. But the Chiefs should be the favorite in the division with a healthy with a healthy Tyreek Hill, a healthy Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill on the field, and Damian Williams playing well in the backfield. Um, it's probably the best. It's the best offensive football again. You know, you probably don't you don't feel good about it morally, but it's the best offensive football uh, from a fantasy football perspective. Uh, it, look, this the drafts are happening. Tyreek Hill was going in the fourth round. I drafted him in the fourth round of a mock draft that we did. Um, I think the the analysis of which came out on Friday as my wide receiver one sort of thinking, all right, maybe, you know, I can just work my way through the first four weeks and deal with the suspension, or maybe he won't be suspended. That worked out for me. Uh, now Heath Cummings points out on CBSSports.com that, uh, over, so I'm just going to read, he'll, uh, he'll instantly becomes a first round pick in fantasy and arguably the number one receiver in non PPR over his first three seasons of the league. Hill has been one of the most efficient receivers in the league, averaging more than 10 yards per target and scoring once every 13 targets and 87 catches, 1,479 yards and 13 total touchdowns in 2018. He has Mahomes throwing to him. Um, Kelsey and Watkins don't take away too much. Heath says that Hill can be considered as early as the fifth overall pick in non-PPR and in the late first round of PPR. Um, Tyreek doesn't get as many catches necessarily as, say, a uh, uh, – Antonio Brown, you know, somebody who's getting 160 targets, but he makes the most of them and is uh, a high upside guy. Fifth overall would be very early for Tyreek Hill, but he, he, he is a uh, statistical animal when he's out there. The other thing, Ryan, and feel free to jump in on the fantasy if you want, but I assume you do not want to. Continue. Would you draft Tyreek Hill for your fantasy team? It's funny you say that. Um, I was actually thinking about that while I was watching uh, 
you pontificate on CBS Sports HQ. I, I don't, I don't want to be some, I don't know. And here's the, let me point this out. And you sort of hinted at it a few minutes ago. He released a statement Tyreek Hill did, and he talked about the quote unquote false allegations. Um, the last few months have been very difficult for me, especially as a father. He wrote the false allegations originally reported in March were highly publicized and involved the care of my son. I am grateful for so many things, grateful for so many people who have supported me during this challenging time. I full, fully respect and accept NFL's decision. He goes on for a couple more paragraphs, and then he finishes, quote, To my children, my beautiful children, I love you all dearly, and I promise you that I will continue to start to be the best father, the best friend, the best role model, the best mentor that I can be. Maybe this makes him a better person. Maybe whatever happened, he has learned from it, even if he did nothing other than yell and scream at his kids. And I, on the last podcast, I was telling a story about being in a soccer game where some guy, some man and his 12-year-old son were having an FU off. <laughs> Maybe that's all that happened. I don't know. Like I said, I wasn't there. You weren't there. Uh, we heard the audio. As you point out, he said that wasn't him. Maybe he is a better person for it and will be the best father year in and year out. I don't know if it makes sense for me to decide not to draft him because, I don't. again, I don't know what happened. Um, I'm guessing the Chiefs know more than I do. And I if they, I don't know if they can sleep at night by keeping him around. I feel like the NFL maybe knows all it's it's going to know because when has Roger Goodell not been one to want been one to want to punish someone? So it it's it strikes me all as very weird. Um, I, I don't think it would stop me from drafting him. I don't know what Tyreek Hill has done. That's fair enough. Um, the other thing that the Chiefs will have to figure out, and as you point out, they know more than we do. What are they going to do with a from the contractual standpoint? Uh, there is uh, there are reports out there that they had been working on a new mega deal for Hill in the wake of his All Pro season in 2018. Now, however, uh, James Palmer of NFL Media reports it is going to be quote several weeks, if not months, before the two sides start talking again, and that any contract will likely quote have some very specific language within it. Uh, obviously relating to Hill's off-field actions, like if he is suspended by the league, you know, that could void multiple years, et cetera, et cetera. The Chiefs, presumably, Ryan, will not be willing to commit millions and millions of dollars to Tyreek Hill uh, without knowing that he will absolutely, without having some sort of safeguard in place to make sure that they aren't um, burnt by Hill's, you know, actions off the field, for which clearly he is uh, not, you know, he's capable of, of doing some some things that are not appropriate. So, yeah, they cannot under any circumstances sign him to a new deal before next offseason. You can talk about it with the agents. You can literally hammer out the contract, everything but the signature tomorrow if you want. Mm -hmm. But you cannot under any circumstances. <laughs> and in that time, the next five, six, seven months, Hill needs to be front and center working at domestic violence shelters, yep. doing PSAs. Doing everything that Ray Rice did, and Ray Rice never got another chance. Ray Rice never got another chance, not because people blackballed him. It was because he was a 30-year-old running back, and let's be real about it. And I feel like Ray Rice was sincere and contrite and, and uh, was felt terrible about what happened, and he, he meant everything he said, and he has done a lot since then. Tyreek Hill needs to follow that blueprint and and you know keep his fingers crossed and do whatever he needs to do, go to therapy, go to church, whatever, and make sure he's not touching people that he shouldn't be touching. Mm -hmm. Which is basically everybody on the football field and no one else. He he is uh he is, has a base salary of one point nine six five million this year as a as a fifth round pick in two thousand and sixteen. He signed a two point five eight six million dollar contract, most of which was going to be in this uh, final year. The Chiefs will more than likely probably end up using the franchise tag on him and then hammering out a deal next all season. But you're right, uh, you can't do it if you're the Chiefs. Not this all season. You could talk about it and uh, and work on it and get it close. 
and then deal with it after the season because that it would be wildly inappropriate to do it anytime soon. Um, that's our Tyreek Hill podcast. Thank you, Ryan, for hopping on. Thank you, uh, everybody, for listening. We'll be back Monday.